0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulett, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. And uh, so what do you want to talk about today?
1: Well, I thought we'd talk about a topic that we talk about, it seems, pretty much every day. Pie? No, not pie. Oh. Different topic.
0: <laughs> the other topic we talk about every day. Yes,
1: the 140-character topic that that just won't die. Um, there's well, no... We wanted to. You no, know, no. There's no secret. I'm a Twitter junkie. I really am. And, no, that and,
0: really is no secret. Right.
1: Everyone who follows we me all knows know. that. Yes. Okay. And uh there are a lot of other Twitter junkies out there, but they're starting to become an unwelcome uh audience in certain venues, and that's what we wanted to talk about. Specifically sporting events. Yeah, um, this sports. is uh, a
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is the sports section this week. Yes. Um no, actually um it's been in the news quite a lot recently, especially with um uh, with the start of the Southeastern Conference football schedule not too long ago.
1: Yes, uh, I had to have someone explain to me, but football apparently is a game in which two teams battle it out on a field that has been divided up into a hundred yards and you have to move a ball from your side to the other side. Um, you know, since you pointed out uh,
0: in, in an attempt to embarrass me that I have not seen the movie Jaws, and I'll, own it, and I'll own up to that, I can't see how you managed to graduate from the University of Georgia, which, is one, <laughs> which is one of the uh, perennial. Well, actually, everybody in the SEC is is you know, known for sports Being in the SEC. Yeah, uh, I, not knowing that football is a game.
1: I hate to tell you this, but I did not attend a single football game while I was at the University of Georgia. In fact, uh, you heard football, here games, first. football games were the bane of my existence at UGA. But that's for, a different, wow. that's for a different story altogether.
0: OK, so we've established that sports are an important part of life in the Southeastern Conference. It's right. a big draw, uh, especially football, I would say.
1: Yes, yes. It is a, not, there's not an underestimation to say it's a billion-dollar industry. Yep. It's actually a multi-billion-dollar industry. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so when you're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry, you've got people who are financially, uh, um, involved in this thing, obviously. And that's, that's a lot of money. So anyone who's going to have their finances dependent upon something like that, they want as much control over it as possible. Uh-huh. And part of that is controlling the information about the games as the games go on
0: yes uh, this is because of those really really lucrative television contracts yeah and,
1: and like when I said billions of dollars that's what I'm really talking about here
0: yeah yeah
1: these TV contracts with which give exclusive rights to certain channels to to show certain games
0: yep um, in this case with regard to the with the SEC um, they have a, a vendor uh, xOS technologies that's probably pronounced something different but that's the I've only seen it in print so um, exhaust Yes, entirely possible. Uh, and so the SEC said, look, we are creating a new media policy. You can't tweet. You can't send video out. You can't send audio out. You can't blog about the games while you're sitting in the stadium.
1: Yeah, you can't update your Facebook status to say, just saw an amazing touchdown by so-and-so.
0: Yep, can't do it because we said no. Right. And that means that, you're, that they were going to try to control – I don't know, upwards of 100,000 or more fans in the stadium. Yeah, UGA, stadium.
1: it was crazy. That stadium I think was always packed.
0: Every single SEC stadium has a huge capacity. At least everyone that I've been in and I've been in a few of them and you're going to try and control all those fans, not to mention the people in the press box whose job it is to actually uh you know, talk about the games as they yeah. go on
1: and it actually applied to them too. Yeah, the Southeast uh um I mean the way they they, worded they it. treat football Differently than other parts of the country, I would say. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are really into their football teams. Don't get me wrong, but in the there Southeast are other
0: conferences that are going to argue with you, and you're going to get listener mail about this.
1: I don't care. The Southeast it is a religion, people. I am <laughs> not joking. You see generations of people from oh, sure. like, at UGA. I would see four generations of a family all attending a football game you would have the the you know the grandparents the parents the students and then like their little nieces and nephews who aren't even old enough to spell UGA much less <laughs> be a bulldog so you and i, I mean i know people who live in, in in Georgia who never attended the University of Georgia who call themselves bulldogs oh yes this is crazy to me <laughs> i went to the to UGA and i did not call myself a bulldog well, but maybe that's just because I'm lacking that sports gene. At any rate, it is a big business.
0: And, and that's why the SEC came out with this media policy. They wanted to make sure that they were protecting that very lucrative Investment, TV company. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and that, yes, that's important. And, uh, the thing is, uh, it sent a lot of people off into what they might call a tizzy.
1: Yes. Yes. There was a bit of a tizzy over this and, uh, and as you pointed out, how do you enforce something like this? You're talking about such imagine. a huge. Yeah. I mean, when you've got the combination of a huge number of people, you've got smartphone saturation reaching a point that is greater than it ever has been in the history of the United States. I mean, you know, everyone seems to have some sort of phone that is compatible with, with at least Twitter. I mean, anyone with a text messaging plan can, can post to Twitter. Yep. It doesn't even need to be, to be a smartphone. It could be a regular cell phone right so you've got potentially 90,000 people who all could access this social media uh uh cert- all these social media services in some way or another there's no way to control that so first of all their premise alone was ridiculous uh-huh. but the policy really did tick off a lot of people because there are other arguments to make such as hey if i'm at home and, uh, or I'm on the road, let's say. I'm on the road and I don't have access to a, a channel that is showing this. And there's no way that I could watch this through a quote unquote, uh, a legitimate way of, you know, there's no way I could follow the game legitimately. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with getting a Twitter message that says that someone scored a touchdown? Also, I don't see this as replacing any sort of broadcast kind of a, uh, function. I mean, who, in their right mind, is gonna say, "You know I could turn on e s p n and watch the game, but I'd rather read about it in hundred and forty characters at a time mm-hmm. That's the way I wanna consume my football, so to speak, I mean, not literally consume your football as I understand it. they are made from pigskin uh yeah, i am a I, you know I used to be a big fan of those depends it depends on uh
0: <laughs> I think it depends on the league and the but yeah probably oh, okay uh anyway. Basically what happened was after after the initial outcry, the uh the SEC realized that it needed to resolve this before the beginning of the football season.
1: Right. Which so is they, rapidly approaching as we record this. It will already be in progress once this goes live.
0: Right. Actually we're 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 podcasting immediately before the uh the first the pardon kickoff weekend. Um, yeah, we're
1: actually tailgating right now. <laughs> woo-hoo. Yeah.
0: Um but the thing is they realized they were going to have to take care of this very quickly. Right. And so what they did was uh they actually revised it a couple times, but the the most recent revision as of this recording uh allows credentialed professionals to do what they need to do as far as you know their what what they uh what they need to do as far as their normal media activity. But the uh the average person in the stands is still not supposed to be twittering or sending uploading video or audio of the game. I'm See, sure that you could probably be kicked out of the stadium if, you if get you're caught. caught but
1: come on you're in you're one of 90,000 people.
0: Well if they don't enforce the no alcohol
1: rules. <laughs> right no joke. So yeah this I just i don 't see them being able to enforce this at all without spending way more money than they would lose from anyone watching a little snippet of video online,
0: yeah, yeah, um,
1: I mean, I assume that this is all because of exclusivity deals that they, that their contracts state, so technically, if they did not take these steps, they would be responsible to the broadcast partners who would say, Hey, our contract says that you would you know only do this for us, and if you 're letting other people do it, then you're violating the contract. Okay, from a legal standpoint, I can understand it. From a practical one, it just doesn't make any sense. And this is the way the world is moving. You know, we're moving into a world where you can't turn around without someone having a, a cell phone out, capturing video or taking pictures of something. There is no newsworthy event going on in the world today that does not have someone pointing a phone at it. When you can see video images from the darkest regions of the most remote places on Earth because someone has a cell phone that happens to have a camera and they are able to open it up and take video of it, you can no longer expect that to, to be a non-factor. It is here to stay. Jonathan. Yeah. Breathe.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Pie. Pie.
1: <laughs> He's
0: gone to his happy place.
1: Yes, my happy place is uh, okay.
0: uh The thing is, it's not just the SEC. There are other people trying to control Twitter too. What? <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean other sports organizations. And the funny thing is, all of the sports, major sports leagues and their teams – have Twitter feeds. Official. Even the
1: SEC does. Yep. There's an SEC Twitter feed.
0: But other recent news has the NFL prohibiting social media activities during games as well.
1: Now, as I understand it, the NFL is an organization where people play this game I was talking about, but they do it for money instead of for getting good grades. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to suggest that football players in college get good grades in return for playing football. I would never suggest such a thing. I certainly never saw that at UGA. I was, ow. What? I never saw it at UGA. I just said I never saw it at UGA. Actually, uh,
0: if you're going to go there, never mind. I shouldn't (laughs) say that. Something about, you know, violating rules by getting paid while you're in college and playing ball. Podcast redacted. Yeah, no kidding. Um, And I certainly wouldn't say that about any school because I've never seen that happen.
1: Truth be told, I have never seen it happen. I am not making any allegations.
0: No, we're teasing because it's one of those things that every school has their opponent's school there, making accusations. There are like
1: certain schools in the SEC that have, in the past, been accused of such things. I am not suggesting that any of them are actively doing that now.
0: Okay, disclaimers over the NFL,
1: right? Which which play- actually does pay their players, and they're yes. supposed to,
0: and it, and it's actually legal. Yes. Um. Uh. <laughs> We've lost control. Um, the NFL has uh, is preventing its own players from using Twitter and Facebook during the games.
1: And referees. And referees and, you know... And even uh, there are the restrictions the... guy holding
0: for the, the sign that shows you John where the first down line is.
1: Oh, no, okay. Um, <laughs> John yeah, 316, that guy guy the, guy, you can't you With can't the clown wig on? Yeah. That guy can do it. Actually, that guy's in jail, I think. <laughs> he, he was uh, for making bombs. Um, but, um, apparently, it
0: is... Uh, It is a prohibition during the game, uh, 90 minutes before a game, up until the post-game interviews are completed, they can't talk about
1: it. Right, and even the media have restrictions on when they are allowed to send out messages. It's usually things like at the end of a quarter, they can give a a, a score update. Yes. So apparently this game's played in quarters?
0: Yes, there are four parts. Like if that
1: was played on a field. So anyway... Is it close quarters? All
0: smart bets yeah. have uh, a player from the Cincinnati Bengals who is not in the least bit media savvy and cons- constantly drawing attention to himself. His name's Chad Ochocinco. Right. Uh, smart bets having him pulling out his cell phone and twittering in the end zone after a touchdown at least once finds be damned. Right. <laughs> um, based on what I know of this fellow, I wouldn't be a bit surprised.
1: I'd, and I'd just as far as I'm concerned,
0: that, why not? But I just, you know, I'd, I'd I'm be not the one drawing that, uh, a $50,000 fine for doing something like this.
1: I'd be surprised that his phone could survive a football game. Now, I guess if it can survive a football game, give that man an advertising contract because there's your ad. Well, yeah, Our phones that's can withstand a full tackle by, by NFL players. You know, there you go. they are wearing pads. What? What? <laughs>
0: Um, In the past, other players have done such things uh, as Terrell Owens pulling out a sharpie and signing a football and throwing it into the stands. This would be taking that a little further. Um, But, you know, there are other, there are other organizations. I mean, not, not everybody has As prohibitive as the SEC and the NFL are,
1: and and we should also stress, the NFL has said that they want their players to be able to use social media. They want that fan interaction, just not um, during the game, not just during the game, right? They but they they encourage their players to to have this kind. If they want to have this sort of user, you know, this fan player interaction, they're they're more than welcome to do it, which I think is great because. As you and I know, I mean, even in our field, which has nothing to do with sports, but has a similar uh, feature in the sense of, you know, we have people who listen to us, fans who listen to us. We like to be able to have that kind of interactivity with them, and so it's not just a one-way street. True. You know? It's good to, that they are fostering that with their players, and to me, it makes sense that you don't, you know, you do, for the players anyway, that you don't give away information that could potentially affect the outcome of the game. That's true. Yeah, and I
0: understand the reasoning behind that, and you'd also want to, uh, as a team, keep your players focused on the game.
1: I mean, right, that's- right. Sure, you don't want their head to be like, "Oh, I hope my five thousand followers like the fact that I just, you know, avoided a tackle in that yeah. last two yards."
0: Yeah. Oh wait, oh wait, I just thought of something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, that's and- why uh, the uh, NBA team, the Milwaukee Bucks, prohibited uh, Charlie Villanueva from tweeting because he was tweeting during the game from the bench. And uh, they basically said, yeah, can you not do that during the game? Now,
1: the NBA, we're talking about a different sport. Yeah,
0: that's a game called basketball. There's an orange ball, and you bounce it up and down on the floor. And when you get to the end of the floor, you're supposed to throw it through this little circle.
1: Which one of the sports has a field goal? That would be football. Are you sure that basketball doesn't have a field goal? Actually, it would be basketball, too. (laughs) Gotcha, Paulette. But both of them do. Yes, so I was that was a that was a trap for Paulette because I actually know something about basketball.
0: Actually, you trapped yourself because you just proved you just proved that you knew something about both sports.
1: Son of a gun! (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Redacted. Um, So, um, yeah, the the uh, yeah, NBA. Their policy is essentially that every team has can develop its own policy. Yeah, there's no there's no NBA wide policy.
0: And I was unable to see anything about Major League Baseball. Uh. Whether Those guys really don't can't. know how to
1: use a phone.
0: Oh, you, I would like to say that he said that and not me. I'm kidding. I actually, I'm actually have plenty of time if you're sitting. If if you're on yeah, offense, you gotta, have time yeah. in the dugout to tweet. eat. You know. I should also
1: point out, I am a huge baseball fan. Yeah, so I'm say. I'm definitely joking about that. And in hockey, you would not have time to because <laughs> yeah. you'd have like five seconds to rest, and then you got like to, to go and hit the ice again. So hockey, that's Ship just change, out. right? Phone Fo- so, crushed, climbing exactly, over wall. Like, yeah, I mean, there would be some great tweets from hockey. I think that everything would end with a. Oh. So, um, but yeah, picking up teeth. Hold on. <laughs> Good, nice. Yeah, so uh you know, I'd love to see some hockey tweets. That'd be fun too. That would be fun. We should make a fake Twitter account for for some some fictitious hockey player. Okay then. Patent pending. <laughs> um,
0: everything. Every time we make up something new, we're going to yell, add that on.
1: So, yeah, so NBA, the policy is left up to each individual team Uh and the going just uh, this is backtracking a little bit to the NFL. But uh whereas I understand that they don't want you to to send out any messages that could affect the outcome of the game. What I don't understand is sending out messages of, hey, we're, we're 12 points up. You know, yeah. that again, to me, I don't think anyone out there is following folks with the intention of, hey, this way I don't have to have that that burden of watching the sport I love. I can just read about it in 140 characters at a time. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah. And, and this really is a, um, an issue that goes out to a lot of other industries and organizations. Um, you know, especially considering marketing, uh, right. people who get excited about news that, that, you know, may affect their company. I mean, you hear about it Every once in a while, somebody will say, oh, hey, we just got chosen to be the so-and-so and and you'll find out that there wasn't an official press release
1: going out. Yeah, or we've got this new partnership with such-and-such or we're going to acquire such-and-such company before it's actually finalized.
0: And I have have the feeling that it's not going to be much longer before there are official policies in place for many, many, many governmental bodies of legislation that hasn't yet been passed or things that are going on behind closed doors. Because politicians are starting to tweet a whole lot more than well, they used once to. Once
1: again, we've gotten to the point where the technology is outpacing the legal system. I mean it happens all no, the time. There are no official rules right, there's in no, a lot of these yeah, cases. Because this stuff is so new. No one's thought, hey, how do we regulate this so that it doesn't affect us in a negative way? Yeah. Um, let's get back to sports. Uh, I, was gonna, I wanted yeah, to I mean, talk that about that. That was
0: the fun reason why we decided to, to start this podcast right. in the first place. But,
1: um, let's uh, talk about uh, the U.S. Open.
0: Oh, Golf. That's a, a game in which you hit a ball with a stick, go find it, and hit it again until you can knock it into a little hole. Is or did it? you know that?
1: Uh, I, I, was, I wasn't talking about that U.S. Open, but all right, oh. OK. Oh, um, that's right. The yeah. other U.S. Open. Now I feel stupid. Yeah, I was talking about the game you play with some rackets and a green fuzzy ball, and you hit it over a net.
0: I think of it as a yellow fuzzy ball, but OK.
1: OK, well, yellowish, greenish, whatever. Um, But hey, you know, you want to go on with that golf thing. I, I want to hear where this is going.
0: Um. <laughs> Actually, why don't you talk about that and I'll see if I can find anything on the internet about that while you're
1: talking. No, no, no. All right. So so seriously, let's just talk about about um other reasons why you wouldn't want to use Twitter in sports. Uh one of the reasons it would be
0: very difficult to do if you were playing tennis.
1: Yeah. Well one of the reasons is that uh you don't the the reason for the, the US Open administrators uh don't want the the tennis players to use Twitter is not because it may give someone an unfair advantage or it mm-hmm. may give, you know, you may find out, Oh, my opponent tomorrow has apparently got a bum ankle. Um, I should hit things more to his or her right instead of left or anything like that. It's more because that information might be used by the gambling community to adjust odds oh. and they are very much concerned with their appearance and they do not want to look like they are feeding into this gambling um, community, mm-hmm. so it's more of a kind of a PR thing, you know. They don't they don't want to be thought of as um, enabling folks uh, mm-hmm. to to wager huge amounts of money on various players. And if you were to leave a little information about someone, you know, maybe their arm feels a little weird, something like that, then suddenly that creates a flurry of activity. In the the gambling community, and it looks like you are um, you are sort of endorsing it, I guess, just by allowing this information out. So there have been a lot of uh, warnings put up at the U.S. Open saying, "Don't use Twitter for those kind of reasons. Use Twitter, just don't use it to to give away information like that. Right. You know, use a little critical thinking before you start tweeting." And most people would say, Hey, this is common sense. Who the hell would, you know, use Twitter to give away information that could potentially cause them problems down the line? But we see it again and again that people get these ideas, like a thought occurs to them and they have to put it down in Twitter. Like they don't stop to think, Hey, maybe I shouldn't share this with the entire world before, you know, hitting enter and they just go ahead and do it. I mean, I've done it too. I've sent out messages where I thought, you know, Maybe I should have thought a little before I actually wrote that.
0: Yeah, when you, uh, when you apply the logic of how it might affect, um, the odds in gambling, that, uh, that might cause some serious thought among the other leagues, certainly, or the major leagues and in, in the other professional sports. Because, sure. um, you know, when you think about that, anything, you know, a pitcher could be going back into the dugout and saying, you know, I'm feeling a little stiff. Hopefully I can work this out. That might, You know, it's the second inning. All of a sudden, that changes the complexion of the game. You know, somebody calls back to the dugout, talks to the manager and goes, hey, dude, you know, Johnson just Twittered that his arm's feeling stiff. Yeah, maybe you You need to switch him out. You know, the guys in the other dugout are also reading Twitter. Right. You know, so, I mean, I have the feeling that it's going to be, there are going to be prohibitions on it pretty much uh, within the next year to two years in pretty much all sports, I would guess, just because of that.
1: Yeah, makes sense to me. And
0: gives a competitive advantage and, and affects the gambling odds, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it's funny because it's things that you would never really thought about back when Twitter first hit the uh, – I know. The, you know. the public consciousness.
0: I imagine that uh- – It's the kind of thing that the the founders of Twitter probably never thought would happen. Well,
1: For one thing, it's because people have turned Twitter into such a marketing tool, whether they're marketing a product or themselves. And so with that come a whole host of other problems that people just didn't think about. Like, for example, um, let's say you're an actor and Mm -hmm. you're on a movie set. And you've got a Twitter account and you send out a Twitter message saying, I shot this great scene with so-and-so. But the, the, the so-and-so's presence on the movie was a secret. It was supposed to be a, a, you know, a treat so that people would find out just when they went to see the movie, like, Oh my gosh, so-and-so showed up in this great cameo and they kept it totally secret. Well, with Twitter, now it's a lot harder to keep those secrets. It's not just the actors. It's the crew, you know, I mean, it's anyone who happens to be working on the film set. So you've got this concern now that anything that would normally be kept under wraps, because I mean, there are, there are movies out there that are famous. Like there are directors who are famous for keeping things as secret as possible, destroying script pages, printing it on dark paper. So you can't make copies. Twitter is a huge security breach in that approach.
0: Yeah. And then you have, you know, stuff like these writers are idiots. I hate this script. If they don't fix it now, I'm going to walk. Right. And I'm sure that the, uh, the studio people are uh, going to rupture something when they read that. Yeah, you know. Ah! And then the
1: producers come along and go, "You know what? If you guys can't work this out, uh, no." It's just another example of how our online lives and our personal real life lives are just getting more and more intermingled. Uh, you can't really you can't really keep the two separate. I mean, it's it's just impossible. I mean, the only choice you really have is to avoid creating an online part of your life. Uh, I mean, I know that we've had to worry about things that we post up on our social networking sites just to make sure that, you know, we don't do anything that would give away uh, company secrets, like anything that was intellectual property or anything that was, you know, not public knowledge. We have to be careful about that. Yes. Yeah, so not, not that they tell us anything. I mean, we pretty much don't know it anyway. But if we did know, we wouldn't be able to tell about it.
0: Yes, I mean otherwise people would find out that the reason why howstuffworks.com is so popular has to do with elven magic.
1: Yes. So well, but you redacted, can edit that out, right? redacted. Um or the fact that I'm no longer supposed to send out Twitter messages saying things like Josh Clark, host of Stuff You Should Know, likes to dress up as a clown and eat kittens. You <laughs> know, I'm not supposed to do that. I could say it on the podcast. I'm just not supposed to, you know, twitter about. Oh, it.
0: good. Well, I mean as long as there's a clear line.
1: Yeah. Actually, I was told uh, I could say that on Tech Stuff Live too, so you never know what I might pipe up with, so I got the go-ahead.
0: Yeah, live yeah. video. That's that's not nerve-wracking at all. Okay.
1: Now that we've uh, exhausted so, this. I'm done you, with uh, sports, sports Twitter. Okay, good. Um, like like we said, we're probably going to see even more uh, regulations in the future as people tr- start to figure out what, I would think what so. Twitter's place is in yeah. the world of
0: sports. It kind of takes some of the fun out of it, but it <laughs> – I understand why they're taking this
1: There's product. Yeah, you have to have some accountability there, not just – Accountability? Know, yeah, I know. On the internet? Who thought of that? Stop it. Yeah. You're talking so, crazy. I know. Blah-de-blah. Blah. So that, I guess, wraps that conversation up. That brings us to our favorite segment, a listener mail. Uh-huh. Today's listener mail comes from Alex. Alex says, Hey guys, I was listening to your video game podcast and noticed that you said the PlayStation 3 was not backwards compatible, but in fact, the first 60 gigabyte models were backwards compatible. Love the podcast guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, Alex, you were not the only person to write in about this. Actually, we got several emails and it is true. The 60 gigabyte model of the PlayStation 3 was backwards compatible. However, it is no longer, it is no longer on the market. (laughs) You you can find used ones. I mean, uh, actually, they they go for uh, quite a bit in some cases because of the that backwards compatibility.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know, they're, you, which is you know, funny because they just came out with the PS3 Slim.
1: Right. So you can you can and buy cheaper. You can yeah you can buy you can buy a new PS3 sometimes for less money than you would be able to buy a used one because the new ones do not have backwards compatibility and those of course are the only ones that are available in stores. Right. So that's why uh, we talked about the lack of backwards compatibility. We were really talking about the consoles that were available on the market, uh, at that time. It's funny because immediately after we recorded that podcast, Microsoft came out with its announcement of pre- cutting prices and getting rid of one of the models of Xbox. So it just shows you that as soon as you finish a podcast, someone's going to change something to make it obsolete.
0: Yes. And, uh, this just in, there's no more Twitter.
1: So right. Thanks very much. I thought you just say this just in no more sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been better. Twitter, I can live. That's with. a better joke. Twitter, I can live with. I, I I need Twitter. I can't. I sports gone. That's. I mean, I miss See? hockey and See? baseball. Uh huh. You know. Oh, and curling. <clears throat> you know the really competitive sports. Actually,
0: I, never mind. Okay, <laughs> I like curling. I think it's kind of cool.
1: <laughs> we're really going down a rabbit. You
0: know, you could. Just sort of be yourself. and
1: Let's just take this conversation offline, shall we? I'm pretty sure our listeners don't want to hear it. Okay. But if you do want to hear it, you can write us at TechStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. We'll tell you all about our conversation about curling. Uh, if you have any other comments or questions or suggestions, send those as well. And if you want to learn more about Twitter and sports, you can find that at HowStuffWorks.com. Did you have something else you wanted to add?
0: Yes. And if you'd like to follow Jonathan on Twitter, uh, yes, he's uh, John Strickland.
1: That's J-O-N-S-T-R-I- C K
0: L A N D, and uh, if you'd like to follow me, I am Tech Stuff Chris, um, which is you know pretty uh, easy to
1: spell. Yeah, so. that one's not so difficult. But uh, yeah, go ahead, join us. Join us. <laughs> All right, we're well, looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. We will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure
1: to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented
0: 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?